0: The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production.
1: The following contest is scheduled for one fall. I am uh, the man. If you're the man I'm The Rock is talking. The best there is the of the world. Welcome to the One Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Johnson, and today I am joined
0: by the Crown Prince of Charisma. He's... Uh, I'm gonna teach you I'm gonna teach you to get the name right here. Oh um, no, alright, let's I am under the learning tree. Ma, ma Ma R ten. But say it quickly. Ma Martin. Martin. Ma, ma, ma ten Ma Ten. Martin, Martin. There you go. You got Martin. it, Martin. The just just... R is there, but it's it's quick. It's kind of rolled at the back of your your mouth. see, yeah, that's the one so thing.
1: There's that I've a noticed. little R.
0: That's the part that's screwing you up.
1: Martin, I, I'm definitely trying to figure out my tongue placement. That's the one thing when I'm trying to enunciate uh, Martin. Martin.
0: No, nah, oh. you're getting it wrong again. Uh. Okay, that's it's a good try though. You're you're com- You're getting better. Martin.
1: I am gonna keep just slowly
0: Ma uh Ma Ten. Ma R. Ma. All right. <laughs> it's just a little R there. Ten. Anyways, I'm sure this is fascinating radio for the listeners. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh,
1: yes, we are we are here. There's been a lot that has happened in pro wrestling. There's a lot of things that are, are going on. Uh, I guess for starters, I got to say you were right. At least for now, it looks like Adam Cole is a free agent, uh, has not committed anywhere. Uh, I think the last thing I saw from Pro Wrestling Insider was that uh, he is fielding offers right now and there is no commitment from Adam Cole. Uh, when, when do you think we see him next?
0: I think it's sooner rather than later. Um, tonight there was a little tease that there was going to be a tease with Brick Breaker. And, uh, I, I just, and she said she signed a multi-year deal. Um, I think it's going to be, so I think it'll be sooner rather than later. She'll show up with, he'll show up with her. And, uh, because I mean, why would he want to wait too long? Uh, I, you know, I mean, why would you want to? And, and the truth is, I mean, if you were interested in WWE, they put it on the table for you. You had a meeting with Vince McMahon, you know, one-on-one yourselves, you know, and apparently a positive meeting. But hey, if you were going to, if you were interested, you would have signed after that meeting. You didn't. So I, I think it's just a matter of time personally.
1: I do as well. Uh, uh, the, the current rumor from Brian Alvarez, uh, Bodyslam.net, and I think Sean Ross Sap has also hinted at it that uh, the debut of Brian Danielson in AEW is being moved up, reportedly to All Out, which we will be previewing in this show. Uh, they're being moved up because of the COVID situation, and they want to make sure they get a crowd... Reaction, And I imagine Adam Cole, baby, if you're going to debut in AEW, you absolutely want to get that crowd reaction.
0: Yeah, they just announced that in order to attend the Arthur Ashe show in New York, you have to have proof of vaccination. Yeah. Um, you know, that's and that's going to be a big crowd, right? So, I mean, that's that's a big deal, too. Uh, it still seems like that's definitely someplace they're going to debut somebody if they're pushing up Daniel Bryan. And I've heard the same thing which seems a little odd to me, but if they're pushing him up, uh, cause you already have, I mean, you don't, I mean, perhaps you just continue the buzz, but you already have CM Punk. I mean, I, I mean, I would personally like to wait a little bit, but you know, I mean, a pay-per-view, uh, debut is kind of traditional. So, yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know, I, I, it feels to me like Arthur Ashe is probably where we're going to see Cole. That's yeah. just like, it seems like the best bet. And, uh, yeah Bay Bay I,
1: it's it's definitely exciting times uh, Chris Jericho said it in uh, his promo and I don't think it's a hyperbole. I think this is the hottest promotion in professional wrestling right now. I don't you think like anyone has I don't think anyone has more buzz. New Japan is uh, they've got their own issues to deal with with COVID as well as just kind of meandering booking in some ways, especially now that the rosters kind of split. Uh, and Will has, uh, COVID, uh, he is fully vaccinated, so he has mild to no symptoms, but, uh, he got COVID and he is isolating for the 10 days. So one of the dumbest guys in pro wrestling is, seems to be able to understand that you need to be fully vaccinated and, uh, (laughs) you, uh, you need to isolate. So that says a lot. I think that says a lot.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right. (laughs) Uh, He's the type I, that you would have not been surprised if he was an anti-vaxxer.
1: I mean, he yeah, he, the competition between him and Flip Gordon now for who's the dumbest in professional wrestling, it's not even a question anymore. And I think Flip Gordon has taken that crown. It's crazy. We're three this is three years ago that we had uh all in. And remember the reaction that Flip got? And we, yeah. remember the
0: yeah, remember the, whole the book Flip thing was So well done. So well done. And And, the crowd really got into it.
1: And uh, Marty Skrull as well from all in. It's funny what three years can do.
0: It's very funny what three years can do. You know, meanwhile, yeah, yeah, I mean, Sammy Guevara and MJF and these guys, you know, they're not getting much reaction. Look at them now, you know, coming out. So uh, it's, it's, it's all changed. Man, I have to tell you, I listened to some Jim Cornette this week always well, the business ever passed that guy by just gonna say
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy just
0: his he knows nice. his wrestling history but he has no idea he's sitting there talking about how uh how it is that AEW is so lucky they're getting handed all these stars wwe's screwing everything up they don't know how to book he doesn't have any clue how to book but because he's getting all the stars they're, they're getting momentum uh you know, and he's complaining about guys like Orange Cassidy. And I'm like, hey, if it gets over in this day and age, it's good. And if he doesn't know how to book, then why have I enjoyed the show every single week? Come yeah. on. It's just stupid at this point.
1: And I mean, they, you know, in all honesty, uh, AEW seems to take ownership on uh, having to be adaptable with certain things because they said uh, the week prior, uh, Dynamite. Which was uh, seemed to get a little, take a little bit more flack online, uh, but they said we had an angle planned that was similar to what WWE did with Gangrel, so we had to yank that. And they, uh, from all reports, they paid Gang Gangrel like he had actually been at the show. So I think that that's just little things that I think matter to the wrestlers. Just little it's, things. It's
0: a big thing. It's a. It's not. A, it's a little thing. That's a big thing
1: yeah and it's just like that just makes it makes you more attractive for a place to work and they said that they had to change a match because of covid uh and i think there was something else that had happened that kind of threw a plan in so they had to kind of book on the fly and you know i i didn't mind last week's dynamite i don't think it bugged me at all
0: uh yeah it was a six out of ten for me yeah that's the lowest i've ever given any of their shows a couple times I would give them a six out of ten. I think this is the third time I give them a six out of ten. And it's I mean, still not a bad show.
1: No, and it's so hard to maintain uh, like perfect like seven, eights, nines out of ten consistently because you're always going to wrestling is such a fickle thing, and you've got so many things that are going to be up and down that. You know, it's hard to kind of maintain it. WWE hey, on
0: that same night they taped Rampage, and Rampage was a really good hour this last week. So, yeah. You know,
1: it's you know you you look at it and you kind of go they 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 bounce back quickly. And I thought this week's Dynamite was good, uh, but you know you you looking at uh, main event was awesome. Main event was awesome. I really enjoyed the the beginning match. Uh, I don't think FTR is done. I don't,
0: oh, yeah. no, I don't think so either. Because so they didn't hint at it at all on commentary. If it was, if it was, you know, they hinted at it, obviously, in the promo the week before. But if it was at all a possibility, they would have been talking it up on commentary.
1: Yeah. I think they would have given a little bit of a better send-off to FTR if this was it. Yeah. Uh, so the minute I saw that they were the opening match, I felt a little bit better. Uh, those two styles, like Santana and Ortiz and... FTR their styles mesh really well together
0: it feels like Santana and Ortiz have got to be the next contenders for the Young Bucks one after after the pay-per-view doesn't it
1: yep Arthur Ashe
0: yep I could see that
1: and I think that 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 that's building to you know you think you know what's coming but you, you don't have any confirmation, but you're still excited. You're like, ah, oh, I think this is the way you're going, and this is going to be a lot of fun, because that, that'll be home turf for Santana and Ortiz.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. And that'll be a
1: big reaction. Uh,
0: what else What else
1: about this uh, this episode of Dynamite did you enjoy?
0: What else did I enjoy? Um, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the angle with uh, CM Punk. I, I like that. I like that the fact that they're giving Garcia and 2.0 some, some a little bit of rub, uh, you know. And uh, I I really liked Sting's promo. Uh, I thought it was important to see CM Punk hit the go-to-sleep once on somebody before the pay-per-view to kind of show that that's still deadly and in its arsenal. Uh, I like the way that Darby Allin got in his face afterwards, you know, just making you want to see the matches, these little things, you know. I mean, they didn't have to be any physicality. They just had to be the look. You know the two of them in each other's face to make me want to see the match. Um, so that's that was you know I think the women's match over delivered. Uh, Ty Conte and Penelope Ford. Uh, I I think it definitely over delivered. It wasn't uh, the crowd was chanting this is awesome. I wouldn't say it was awesome or like that, that chant gets going too easily, but it over delivered my expectations as well.
1: Uh, I thought, I, I you know the one thing that I did like. Uh, I did like Orange Cassidy getting a win in the uh, commercial. uh, Yeah, that was
0: smart. I think that was smart. tells you you actually have to pay attention. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think think that's an important thing to... I feel like a lot of AEW is reprogramming everything that WWE has taught you and then being like, oh, this, this can be different. This can be something... Uh, oh, this is different. Okay, I don't have to be so nervous about your choices. Because I mean, you even look at like the minute Punk came in uh, and the rumors of Brian and Adam Cole, everyone's like, ah, oh, Hangman's going to get lost in the shuffle. There's going to be nothing for Hangman. And I go, there's no fathomable way is going to let Hangman get lost in the shuffle. This is arguably their one of their crown jewels of the future. And... It's not like they've shot Punk into the main event scene and had him wrestling Kenny right away and going to take the title off Kenny. Brian's probably going to wrestle Kenny, but Brian's not taking the title off Kenny. Uh, even if he did, I don't think anyone would complain about Brian Danielson having the world title. Mind you, It's I still don't think it's going to happen. And eventually, I still think the finish is hangman. I still think the finish is hangman for Kenny. Also I hang- know
0: is- when Hangman comes back, if you had him against Adam Cole, it's good for both of
1: Oh man, that'd be a fantastic feud. I, I, and I really want Moxley versus Hangman before Hangman can finally get to the uh, the title pitcher. I nice want time. that to be. I want that to be the final guy because that's the that's the last guy that
0: really took and it to ten. And we are going to see the new Japan, the new Japan of the. Uh, those super matchups, those those dream matchups, at some point these are going to start to come together.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I really like that they didn't give us Tanahashi. Because I think that is probably more of a Wrestle Kingdom type match. But I think the match that they are giving us, I think Moxley seems excited about it. And I think that's the one thing that you keep seeing with talent, that they're excited to be... Uh, involved in these situations and i thought they did a nice job building up kojima
0: the uh when they put to on they showed the graphic for the match kojima got a pretty good reaction from the crowd uh the chicago crowd's very smart so that's not a surprise to me but i think you'll yeah. get a really nice reaction it'll be a hard-hitting physical match it'll probably only go about five minutes but uh, five to seven minutes but it'll be hard-hitting physical and uh and it should be fun
1: and Moxie's not going to just steamroll the guy, so that's that's oh, the other yeah. good thing. It uh, that should be good. I, I thought they used their video packages very well uh, this week. That's one thing I did enjoy. They used their video packages. I en- I love Miro's promos. I love Miro's promos.
0: Yeah. I like you know I like Malakai Black's promo. Yeah. I thought that that I'm going to put two quarters on your eyes. To Lee Johnson, so that you can uh, pay the pay the uh, toll in hell in Hades or whatever to the uh, what is it the boatman or whatever. though. I yeah, can't remember yeah. exactly what he said, but but it was either way. I thought it was really really effective. I I, I, I still well we'll get there, but I mean I still uh, Malachi Black has to make some sort of appearance at the pay per view. He has to.
1: Yeah, I imagine. Uh, I'm curious to see where you slot him in, but uh, uh, I think that that is, I think he's done well. Uh, I love the uh, I love the promos for MJF and Jericho. I thought those both really helped set everything up. Uh, do you think Chris Jericho loses? Have they convinced you in any way, shape, or form that Jericho's losing on Sunday?
0: Something about it does feel like the retirement tour of Chris Jericho. Like when I look back at those five matches, you know, and I look kind of at uh, like the way that he comes to the ring here this week, and almost like he's soaking it in because there's not that many times left. Uh, I don't know if that's just good performing or not. Uh, I it it's hard to believe that he doesn't get the win. It's hard to believe it's like uh, Jericho's last match, um, especially since this is a company that I don't expect expect to go back on their word uh, on on these things, like WWE, you know, it'll be your last match, and six weeks later you'll be having a new one. Um, It'd probably be at least a couple years before we see Jericho again, you would think, and that's... uh, I I think it's possible MJF goes over, but I think it's unlikely.
1: I I do think, the one thing that they kind of started really hitting on was that uh, MJF has three wins on Jericho. He's got three wins on Jericho, I, I think if you're going to look at it, I do think Jericho probably wins uh, just based on those promos hitting on the three, because they're really elevating the value of those three wins and Jericho just scraping out one measly win. I think that may be the, the direction that they're trying to head.
0: I knew uh, Jazz promo, by the way, was awesome. Actually,
1: it was, it's fantastic. He's, he, I hope I, well, I, I he believe, listed
0: all the nicknames.
1: He just—he's done so well. He's done so well. He is such a star for uh, for AEW, and it's funny because I remember me and Josh talking about All In and MJF being there and just watching him wrestle. I was like, "Well, there's nothing really special about this guy. Like, yeah, oh, okay, whatever. This is kind of an opening match, middle of the road match." And then you start to hear the guy talk, and you're like, "Oh, there's the money. There's yeah, the money." Actually- MJF, and we saw it again uh, this week with his promos.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you made a really good point there that the, the fact that he's got three wins, he can lose this, and it kind of gives Jericho the feud. You want the baby face going over at the end and overcoming. But it, regardless, elevated already. MJF is elevated from getting those three wins, even if he loses one.
1: Yeah, and you, you, him losing kind of keeps him a can can be the excuses why he's not in the world title picture yet. Makes sense. So well, I'm 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 curious to see. Uh, uh we got some news today from Tony Khan that due to travel issues, Andrade and Pac are off, uh, uh, all out, and instead the uh, women's casino battle royale will be moved to the main show. Uh, this is definitely a little disappointing, but mm-hmm. it sure beats knowing eight days ahead and then advertising, advertising it, and then announcing in the arena that so and so won't be performing. There's no pr- way a professional wrestling company would do that at all, right? Right?
0: Not a no, but a sports entertainment company might.
1: Well, ooh, uh, sports entertain.
0: Well, we'll get to them. <laughs> we, we have I know, thing- I know, I know. That was uh. That still stings, that whole Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks match. (laughs) I know, but you're right. I mean, I'm really disappointed to not have that match because I was really looking forward to it. Andrade had a lot to prove, you know, and I would finally seeing him with the reins off to see what he does when he isn't forced to work WWE style. I mean, I was really interested to see, you know, what we were going to get. But uh, we'll still see the match. It oh, just yeah. it just won't happen at the pay per view. Yeah,
1: which is unfortunate. And you know there was a there was a point that was brought up about Matt Cardona, and he'd come in, he'd done that AEW stint, and then he kind of went off and he did his own thing, and it just seemed like Matt Cardona was kind of floating around a little bit. Then he found everything with uh, Game Changer Wrestling, uh, fighting in the death match. Uh, just his promos, everything that he was doing, the the angle that he shot where he made it look like it was Moxley and it's actually Cordona, and just this, stu- this character that he's been able to build and everything that he's been able to build uh, within this Game Changer wrestling. And I, I don't know if he talked about it, but it just seems like sometimes guys just need time to get the WWE out of their system. I think we yeah. saw it with Miro. Uh, we didn't really see it with Malachi. Malachi seems to have just hit the ground running. Uh,
0: well, that's because this is the character he was just about to debut on WWE. So you he know? can just
1: kind of run with all the ideas that he had and he doesn't have yeah. too many chains tied to him.
0: No, exactly. Uh,
1: we've seen it with a few other guys that have just needed to shake it out of their system uh, and maybe with Andrade it is kind of finding that footing again because when you're when you when it's told over and over and over over again that you have to wrestle this way you have to work this certain way you have to do this you have to do that and you have to cross all these boxes off that the the big boss man wants and now you you have a point of being free it's going to take a little bit of time to be like oh the stove's not going to burn me anymore. I can touch it now, and I can do this, and I can do this, and I don't have to worry about it as much. I do think Andrade is going to go through that a little bit of a a process where he's just trying to find his footing, and I do think he will ultimately find his footing. I do like the costume. Uh, I do like his look. It's just now kind of getting back in sync with what. Uh, I like
0: Travels. I think Travels doing a nice job as a heel manager
1: yeah I do as well uh do you see him working with flair at any point?
0: um boy I mean not to jump ahead too much, but it sure feels like he is gonna get his whole family there after this week uh. <laughs> no
1: believe me we're 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 gonna get there we're definitely you know what before we preview all out, let's talk about. WWE for a quick second, and it's not going to be the positive; it's going to be the negative. So, break down for our dear listeners: what happened between Nia Jacks and Charlotte Flair? I want to hear you tell what happened, because I'm curious your take.
0: I haven't heard you know anything else other than it was a it was a work you know from from, uh, so I don't know if you've heard anything else. To me, that was not a work. I mean. Uh, essentially, in the ring, Nijax was her typical sloppy self, uh, which we've seen before. We've also seen Charlotte, when somebody is sloppy in the ring, lose her temper. And uh, Charlotte seemed to lose her temper at the sloppiness. And then it felt very much like the two of them stopped cooperating in the match. Like, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't say they were necessarily shooting on each other, trying to hurt each other, really. Um, you know, just trying to wake each other up or give each other a. Uh, a, a warning, more like, but cooperating together. They weren't doing that on some of the moves. It did not appear. While, uh, yeah, it, it it made for one awkward moment. And, it was uh, ve- Yeah, go ahead. It
1: is very awkward. It's very clunky. It just, like, there's one point where, like, the shots that Nia threw towards Charlotte just seemed like... Those seemed like legit punches being thrown towards Charlotte's head. And Charlotte hold back at one point. And, like, when Charlotte runs the ropes and then tries to get things kind of going, and it just, it was a mess. There, Naya was definitely blown up in the ring. Like, it seemed like she was uh, uh, gulping for air. Like, it was oh, just, yeah. like, she seemed very much, like, and uh, apparently, like, it seemed like Charlotte was really trying to put on uh uh, put her weight on to her at different points, and for for anyone, that's going to cause a lot of strain on the body. And sometimes you're going to get a little bit gassed. And when someone's sandbagging you, that's going to kind of change change your breathing, where your cardio is. So it just seemed like just a it just seemed like a mess. It's not something to take any pride in. Not to be like, this is our storyline now, guys. This is where we're going.
0: It's just Well, the scary thing is because of the finish, it's like, Wow, these two who I'm convinced in the ring just stopped cooperating with each other. You know, like I say, not necessarily so much shooting on each other, but cooperating and then were extra stiff. Like some of those slams and whatever from Naya were extra stiff afterwards and she's sloppy to begin with and she definitely dropped, you know, Charlotte on her head a a couple of times there. I'm I'm the unfortunate thing is, because Nia went over, um, we're going to see this match again. I the thing is, though, when I, the, my first thought as soon as the match was over was, oh, Charlotte's so going to AEW. Like, if I'm in this company with someone like Nia, and I have to put up with that kind of unprofessionalism in the ring, and, you know, and I'm I end up having to job out to her, even though I'm the champion... There's so many other better ways to build up a challenger. I I just yeah I just I so felt like that 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 was my takeaway.
1: Yeah, I you see things like this and you go man. So like there's there's a Twitter account out there and I'm not gonna name the Twitter account because I think it's a waste of space. But there's a Twitter account that focuses focuses on the mistakes in AEW from their in ring talent. And goes on big tirades and basically drinks at the teat that is known as Jim Cornette and like puts hyper focus on it. And then you've got something like this. This would be exactly something that uh, he'd put hyper focus on. And go look at these this mud show wrestling company that's unprofessional and look at how their wrestlers behave. And oh God, I hope they go out of business. And you see this in WWE. It's supposed to be the pinnacle of professional wrestling. And you're letting this play out. I mean, how many times have we gone on the podcast and talked about Nia Jax and seeing her do something in ring and go, oh, my God, oh, my God. That could have been really, really, really bad. This, this could have ended really poorly. And so I was like, well, you know, she's related to The Rock, so we can't let her go, and... You know, she's not going to get any better in rings, so this is as good as it's going to get. It's just, it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible in the company to continuously put her in these situations where she can potentially hurt people.
0: And has hurt people too many times. And you know yeah. what? Uh, I've never seen a match that dangerous or that sloppy in AEW. I've seen some bad matches. You know, I've seen some bad, you know I mean? Yes, when the Dark Order came in and the guy was throwing punches that were nowhere near... You know, uh, the Bucks, I think it was. uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, that was bad. Okay? But I'd rather take that than a match like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It just is is not good. It's not a good look. Uh, And speaking of not good looks, we've seen the new logo for NXT. Oh, man. And apparently the rebranding of NXT is being kept very closely guarded by Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon who now it sounds like that's that that's at least uh, have you heard anything on the reports but it sounds like they're the the ones that are taking over
0: yeah they're the executive producers now or whatever it's, it's uh you know it's it, when it, a show closes it'll be uh, McMahon and and uh and Pritchard instead of Hunter and Sean. It's it just feels like they've taken Hunter and Sean's spot and that's what it certainly looks like. Nobody's fallen more in the last eighteen months than Triple H. So nobody.
1: It's funny. Just imagine had Hunter said yes to Chris Jericho having NXT guys on his cruise. Just imagine. Because I feel like that little colonel led to Jericho thinking more and more about going outside. Jericho does uh, Wrestle is. Kingdom. And then does Wrestle Kingdom. Then that leads to uh, just the popularity of Kenny the Bucks. Cody, everyone there. Leads to the tweet from Meltzer saying, ah, there's no way anyone else could sell out a 10,000-seat 10, 10, arena. All in happens. And then shortly after that... All elite wrestling becomes very much a real thing, and that's kind of what killed NXT. At least in Vince Vince's mind, couldn't beat AEW in the ratings, and they had to move nights. Vince had to admit defeat. And- so there,
0: it is worth noting these last two weeks. Uh, they were up two weeks ago, and then that or two, or a week ago. Uh, last night's show was then up from one week ago. Um, so that's, you know, I think they did 712,000 viewers. So it's nice. up. But then you look at it, and last year at this time, they were doing like 847. And especially where they've lost audiences, go figure, the younger viewers. Way down. Like 39% or something like that, I think it was. Wow. Um, just ridiculous uh, Amount of younger viewers that have, have gone away. So that it, yeah. they're not they're not going to go in the right direction under Pritchard and Vincent. They're just not. I mean, I guess it's going back to being not a brand and and WWE's alternative to the main roster, which is what it had become. It's going back to being a developmental brand, which means it's going to feature not very good wrestling and uh, a lot of green guys, and just, uh, I'm really, it's, it's, it's sad, it's sad, it's because yeah. boy, was it something special a few years ago.
1: Do you, like, what would you say, from 2014, 2014 to 2019, five years, was that that NXT's run from when it first started and had the takeovers with Uh, Neville's and Sammy and Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe at the start with Tyler Breeze and Tyson Kidd then you transition into the Nakamura and Finn Balor's Uh, then you move on to Bobby Roode's Drew McIntyre's Andrade's Black's Johnny Gargano's Tommaso Tommaso Ciampa's run like coming out with no music just beautifully done whole thing Mm -hmm. was beautifully done. Uh, Goldie. uh, And then like NXT New York. Cole and Gargano. Two two out of three falls. That'll be a match I never forget. That was an incredible. Incredible experience to see live. There were so many things at NXT. The debut of Adam Cole. When he debuted. Mm -hmm. Just the reaction he got. And just. Like, the matches, Ricochet, Alistair Black, uh, say what you will now, but Velveteen Dream at one point was an incredible act to watch on NXT. And now, I, I think this is the end. This is the end, and this new version of NXT will not be the same. I, and I the think logo sucks. It's a rip-off of AEW. <laughs> like... They have all the exploding colors on the AW initial logo, and now they've got all this exploding colors on theirs. And it's like, man, it's we're gonna have to definitely do a a a, a post NXT show where we talk about that five year run because there were I had a lot of good memories
0: watching NXT. Oh, some terrific memories and some terrific angles, terrific rustling. Uh, The thing about it was, you know, I mean, NXT, at the time that NXT started to pick up, there was so much talent that was looking for a place to go. There there was, you know, some talent in in New Japan. Um, They were able to get a few of them, but more there was guys in places like Evolve and ROH especially, and they were able to take all these best guys that were really, really good from places like that and give them exposure they'd never gotten before because yeah. they were under a WWE brand. And it, it seemed unlimited, the amount of guys from the independents that could be brought in. You know, I mean, just it was just constantly, you know, it was Sami Zayn and uh, Finn Balor and, and you know, and just Kevin Owens and... Neville and just all these great talents, you know, Ricochet, Riddle. It, it just seemed like an endless pool of great talents and in independents. Then AEW started. And AEW snapped up a lot of the, the best independent acts. And COVID mm-hmm. happened. And all of a sudden, the independents weren't really running at all. And there was no exposure for these new guys. And NXT, without this constant... And ROH wasn't developing new stars the way they used to. And without this constant kind of stream of stars coming in from Evolve, ROH, New Japan, and places like that, the independents, you know, uh, NXT got exposed. And it's a damn shame.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the thing is uh you, you you look at this and you you do feel a, a little bad for hunter just just a smidge bad for hunter uh but
0: i don't man, feel very i don't feel very bad for hunter at
1: all <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, <laughs> like a battle. it's like a sliver this was his reha- uh uh rehab tour of his image uh and i i think hunter did I think Hunter does absolutely care about some of the guys he brought in. I think he absolutely did value and saw money in guys that he brought in. And, you know, I don't I think some of Hunter's booking choices did get exposed a little bit uh towards the end there with some of the some of the choices made. Uh but I mean ultimately Vince McMahon had Alistair Black, Andrade, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, uh, Ricochet. Uh, he had the opportunity to call Cole up many times. Uh, he had the opportunity to call Gargano up many times.
0: We're up for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. He had a chance with all these guys. He had a chance with all of them to to bring them up and to out, to build off what Hunter built, and they just chose not to. And, you know, you had a bunch of things that were laying. Had had they been booking better, I don't think NXT, uh, AEW, has quite the roster that they do. If it was strong booking across the board, I think some guys would have picked WWE over this young upstart company.
0: I definitely think you're right. And the thing about it is, it is, it's really difficult, you know, to say what would have happened if Vince McMahon had had believed in the product. I mean, it really is, you know, to say, if he had said, let's have Raw become like NXT, you know, booking-wise and style-wise and whatever. I mean, who knows how popular it would have been or would not have been. All I know is that it, it takes me back to when Gabe Sapolsky was winning year after year for ROH uh, in its early days, was winning Best Booker in the... Uh, in the newsletter the wrestling observer newsletter and tna had a chance to bring him in and was asked why to and they said well yes he's he's a great booker but what he books isn't for the mainstream audience and it's like you don't know that you're guessing that or you want to believe that because you don't want to uh you know admit you're wrong but the truth is we we never know Gabe gave sapolsky when he was really on fire there and in the early 2000s, if his booking could have made a difference in TNA and really gotten over to a bigger audience, so uh, just this 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 whole thing of okay, NXT was never for was always for a niche audience, and even Hunter said that uh, that attitude was always there and was always going to lead to a downfall sooner or later, even if AEW didn't come around. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. Um... We'll we'll definitely. Do, I think we'll do a bigger post mortem on on NXT because I think I think it deserves it. I think it definitely it it left its mark on professional wrestling. Uh, it certainly created some very memorable moments that I don't think I've seen a few live. Uh, I think you've seen a few live. Josh has seen a few live. It <laughs> it's it's crazy to think that NXT is not going to be the same. And you know. We'll definitely have to talk about this in greater lengths, but shifting gears, let's talk about all out twenty twenty
0: one this be- first before we do did you see the uh did you see the post punk christian Kazarian and punk uh interview from milwaukee
1: i did i did oh
0: okay just wondering <laughs> just wondering that was tremendous. Tremendous. I especially like when when Kazarian, you know, referenced uh, Full Gear and, and uh, Punk's like, I, I just got here and I, I know that's not the next pay-per-view. <laughs> it, it was just, you know, you have to see it to get it. And if you haven't watched it, uh, go watch the uh, yeah, go watch it. I think it's got two and a half million viewers at this point. So, I mean, it's, you know, a popular little video. It's really it's really cool. It's the, It shows the difference so much between WWE and <laughs> Who could, guys could never get away with saying the things these guys said. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I gotta say, Punk seems happy, and that makes me happy. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. really glad he's getting this.
0: Yeah, for, sure. It's, for it's, sure. it's
1: really nice to see. And we're gonna talk about Punk, but first, let's get to the pre show. The pre-show of All Out 2021, this is their third annual All Out event. Uh, fourth, if you include uh, All In, as being the kind of launching pad for all of this. Uh, it's it's crazy to think they got to 100 episodes. Uh, didn't Cornette say they'd be failed, failed in like four months and they'd be out of business?
0: Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Instead, they're bigger than they've ever been.
1: Huh. It's funny how it things bigger. work out. But we got we got 10 matches on this card. Uh, we have the one match that was removed, and we've discussed that. But first match on the pre-show, we got a 10-man tag team match. We got Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Utah, Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt, taking on the HFO, Matt Hardy, Private Party, including Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, And then TH2 of Angelico and Jack Evans, 10-man tag. We obviously saw them put this match together tonight with Jungle Boy running down to save uh, uh, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Utah. What do you think of the match? What do you think of the competitors? And what can we expect for this being the pre-show match?
0: It'll be an all-action short, probably 8 to 10-minute all-action super athletic uh, match. If you like the flippy stuff, you're not going to like the match. There'll be a lot of that. Uh, you know, I, I personally will marvel at the athleticism. Uh, I think it was really important to get Jungle Boy on the show somehow, so this is a good way to do that. Um, hey,
1: it's important to get his theme song on the show. <laughs> get, you get the two that's things together, bigger. you got money.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: Uh, moving along here, we've got, uh, oh, who do you pick to win? Who, who wins this?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Hardy Family Office. I think they are due for a win. They, they seem to get all the, do all the jobs lately, so.
1: I, uh, I think, I think so. I think they'll probably mean either Luchasaurus or, uh, Wheeler Utah will eat the pin. Yeah, I uh, can
0: definitely see that.
1: I think, I think that's probably the way they go. Uh, moving forward, we've got a 21-woman Casino Battle Royale for a shot at the AEW Women's Championship. We have 21 women. We've got Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, The Bunny, Big Swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, Emmy Sakura, Jade Carole, uh, uh Kira Hogan, Abaddon, uh, Layla Hirsch, Killian King, uh, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, Anna J, and two women TBD. I like this team of two women TBD. I think they I think they're gonna get over.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I imagine it'd probably be one of the surprises that win.
0: Mm, I don't think I don't think so. I'm wondering who the surprises are. Who was that tag team that uh that's not in this. That uh, did so well when they did that tag team tournament. that ended up in the finals. Uh, those oh. two. Were, uh,
1: oh. I can't remember their names. I'm drawing a blank.
0: Something like that is probably who the who we should expect. Yeah. But, I mean, the crowd would pop if it's say Mickey James and you know somebody like that, right? Like. Uh,
1: NWA. Like, have- Taren Terrell,
0: Taren Terrell. comes out as twenty one. As twenty and Mickey James comes out as twenty one. Uh, the crowd would. You know, go crazy.
1: Uh, Just, uh, just for our dear listeners, it sounds like there's a uh, uh, your mic's rubbing against something, Martin. Martin, that's
0: uh, that's strange because it's not.
1: Oh, I'm hearing something. I maybe viewers are hearing it as well. Maybe I've gone crazy. Maybe the dear listeners are listening to me losing it finally on air.
0: going on the entire show uh
1: no it's been intermittent like it'll pop up and then it'll disappear for a long stretch and then it'll pop up
0: most likely it's the internet connection unfortunately Um, darn darn what else it could be i'm just using the mic off the uh off the computer and uh, off my laptop and uh i'm nowhere near nothing's touching it touching the laptop so I, i don't know
1: well, we, uh, I guess we're just going to have to make do. Maybe this is just in my head. I'm going to assume this is just in my head, and we'll find run out when through,
0: I... When you do the edit, and run it through a noise reduction thing and uh, for background noise. Maybe it'll maybe it'll fix it.
1: There we go. Uh, but uh, I do... Uh, shifting gears back to main focus, I do like a lot of the women involved in this match. I think there is a lot of talent. Uh... It shows the
0: size of their roster. Yeah, you know When we were sitting there just a couple weeks ago talking about how few people are on Raw and how few people are on uh, SmackDown in in the women's division, and then you see them pull out 19 women here, you know, it's impressive.
1: Do you know who's going to be one of the surprise women, maybe, potentially, hopefully? Who? Ruby Soho.
0: That could very well be the case. And if she came out, it's possible she could win. Thunder Rosa is my pick, but it's possible.
1: Right, I think Thunder,
0: it, Ro- Thunder Rose, I think it comes down to the three women we saw in that segment tonight, Thunder Rosa, Jay Cargill, and Nyla Rose.
1: Just uh, smart booking
0: you know uh, or yeah, a couple I mean, yeah, I think those three those three
1: yeah I, I I think it probably goes to Thunder Rosa, but I'd love to see Ruby soho i love I've loved her videos. I've loved the work she's put in uh i think there's a lot name
0: because i'm I'm a big fan of rancid and that's one of my favorite songs by them so ruby soho
1: it's uh it's man it's so exciting what the the prospects of talent that they could be bringing in there's just there's just a lot of possibilities for this show uh this product to keep getting stronger uh, next match we've got is... We kind of covered this, but we're going to hit it anyways. we got John Moxley versus Kojima. Very clearly, the Ace of Japan is ducking John Moxley. That's uh, just... Well, that could be
0: the storyline. But uh, from Moxley's perspective... <laughs> I, I guess it's a smart storyline. Again, hard-hitting, short match that will be a lot of fun. I mean... Look at how good the Nagata match was that Moxley had. Yeah. I expect kind of the same thing. It'd just be really good, hard hitting. And when it's over, I expect Moxley to kind of bow to him and pay tribute to Kojima. Yeah.
1: He he does a very good job in that role. Or we might see a little bit more of a tweener type John Moxley.
0: Maybe That's he's possible
1: too. He's gonna to get frustrated. The ace is ducking on him and you know, it'll be the battle, the guy with the losing his hair and having all the hair. That's what the match should be built as. Uh, uh, that'll be a great match. When we finally get Tanahashi and Moxley, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, this next match, you know, it's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. With Aaron Soho, Solo and Nick kamar Camarto Camaro uh uh flanking him on his sides. We saw the gun club turn on Big Show, Paul White, no BS. Uh what do you think of this?
0: That was a really weird turn. Uh I I, I don't really know. I, I don't really get the point of that, but uh you know, I guess it's just that nobody thought that uh, QT Marshall was a, a uh, credible threat in any way. and Now you have a quote-unquote hurt Paul White going into the match. Uh, uh-huh. I expect this to go about three minutes and Paul White to get the win. Like, yeah. you know, it, it'll be short. It'll be largely sports entertainment-based. And, and, and yeah, you, you know, there's better things for Paul White to do in, in uh, AEW than this.
1: Yes. Well, it looks like his and next... I don't few... mind
0: QT Marshall, I have to say. He's good on the mic, he's a good wrestler, but this is just... He's, he's mid-card at best, and this is just not, you know...
1: Yeah. Intriguing. I, I figure this will be one of those filler matches to let the audience breathe.
0: Yeah. Bathroom break, go get some snacks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, which probably is definitely not a bathroom break... Uh, is Chris Jericho versus MJF? If Jericho loses, he must retire from in-ring competition in AEW. Is this the end of the Ayatollah of Rock and roll? Is all elite wrestling is Jericho? Is it the end of Chris Jericho?
0: Well, I mean, he does have the Rampage uh, announcing gig. Uh, that four-man booth is just a little bit much there. Unfortunately, they probably. Should drop, I hate to say it, but they probably should drop Mark Henry. Um, you Just know, leave him in the interview role. Even there, he's a little awkward. I don't know what his role is. we have to figure it out still. Uh, you know, he's pretty good on, like, when he's on busted open radio and things like that. So um, there is a role for him. I, and I actually need- expected when... I expected, you know, it to be, like, six on one tonight, the beatdown of Paul White. And for... Mark Henry to actually come out and uh, and save him. Uh, I was expecting that. I would still book. Uh, I would still have the Bucks beat everybody. And then when they say there's nobody left, have Paul White come out and then introduce his as Mark Henry, and and book that match because I think people would be going crazy because that would just be so intriguing. The Bucks versus Mark Henry and and would Paul White. Uh, that would what be, that then? Wouldn't that, that would be cool? That, that, yes, that would actually be really cool to see. Because you'd be like, can the Bucks get a great match out of these guys? Like, can the Bucks do it? You know, uh, not that they're terrible workers, but it's just uh, such a styles clash. Uh, can they can they get the, the the great match out of them? And and it, who would go over? You you'd have to wonder. Um, yeah. Uh, so. What were we saying again? What were we talking about? Oh yeah, you're, you're uh, Chris, talking Jericho. To... Chris Jericho. Like I said, I think Chris Jericho wins, but it wouldn't surprise me if he lost.
1: Uh, I I'm going to pick. Uh, I I think that MJF. I'm going to say MJF wins. I'm gonna I'm gonna firmly go behind that one. I think MJF wins. I think Jericho is is at the end. I think Jericho. I think. Realistically, Jericho maybe just waiting to ha- be able to have a match in uh, in Calgary against Lance. And then, they- uh, there
0: is that. There is that. I, I I do say think the only thing here's the reason why I think Jericho's winning and and not hanging it up. It's because when he did the five labors of Jericho, he said he would do something like that again, and he said he would do something like the match against Nick Gage, uh Yeah, Nick, Nick Gage, is that it? Yeah, it in the name. Of it? Yeah. I wanted to say Cage because there seems to be so many cages in AEW. But, uh, yeah, against Nick Cage, he, he said he would do something like that again as well. So that makes me think that he's not done. That's my that's my theory.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair. I think this could go either way. There's definitely a lot of intrigue with what uh, what's coming next uh, with this match, which I think initially there wasn't a whole lot of intrigue, and I feel like more and more and more the intrigue has grown for this uh, this match and is really curious to see if Jericho is done. And I think that was the purpose of the stipulation.
0: Yeah. It's just a great, great interest, right?
1: Which is not a bad thing when you want people to order your pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, next up is, uh, is something I'm very interested in. Uh, we have the AEW TNT title on the line. We got Eddie Kingston, Miro, I, I would have done... I I think we're going to see a rematch of this match in Arthur Ashe. So I think Miro gets the win here, but I expect them to... I expect them to beat the hell out of each other. I love... I love the storyline that they built with Miro's neck and the DDT being his weakness. I love it. It's something so simple, so easy, yet so effective, because now you're building to... uh, to Eddie hitting a DDT and potentially getting a win and anyone else moving forward that that's going to be the main target for beating Miro is going after his neck I love it I think it's brilliant it gives a real athlete that seems invincible a little bit of vulnerability
0: but he doesn't know how to book <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, um, exactly
0: the, that's exactly the thing that's good booking I don't know whose idea it was but it's good booking. Um I there I have to admit there's a lot of people that are in AEW and, and aren't on this paper view that I prefer to see against Merrill. Um I mean, there's a lot of intriguing matchups there for it. Uh not that I dislike Eddie Kingston but I mean I like him I like him in the tag team with Moxley. I like him on the mic. In the ring I can kind of take him or leave him. Uh, you know, I like the guy. I respect him where he's come from and everything. But yeah, I, I, he's not my like top choice of opponent, but uh, they'll work hard and probably have a pretty decent match. I think Miro does go over. Not nah. the time to take the belt off him yet.
1: No, no, not at all. And uh, I think there's still there's still things left for Miro to do. And I think he's this Redeemer gimmick, man, it's a home run. I love it. Uh, the promos that he cuts, anytime he talks about his hot wife, whose 90 days are now up, just... You know, throwing that out there. It's just...
0: Holy crap. I just got this message. Sorry to interrupt you. Daphne, remember Daphne?
1: Yeah.
0: Is on a live stream with a girl threatening to shoot herself. Oh, God. Oh. Uh,
1: let's see if that was any-
0: an, That was like an hour ago. That out this message. I didn't see it because we were doing the show. But uh, that's, that's something that's crazy.
1: Yeah, you see, uh, you see tweets from McFoley. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like, uh, authorities have been contacted, though.
0: I hope they get there, and I hope, I hope she doesn't make that mistake. I, I, I'm sure it's tough, whatever's going on in the girl's life, but, uh, good for Daphne to, uh, try and talk her out of that. That's, yeah, that's really crazy.
1: Oh yeah, the, man, that's wild. And yeah, they are. They uh, they have. I believe they've gone to the last known address of Daphne, so that uh, hopefully, hopefully they get there. Hopefully nothing has happened. And
0: was it every- was Daphne who threatened to shoot herself? Yeah. Okay, I thought she was talking to a girl that was threatening to shoot herself. No. Oh, I hope. I really hope. Yeah. Let's. Either way, you know, I'm sure whatever it is that's going on in your life seems like it's that bad, but it's not. It, it, there is another side to come out, another side to come out on this. I I really hope that's crazy. Yeah, um, I, I just hope, you know, all my best, all my positive energy, and thoughts definitely. Um, Daphne, all of a sudden. Yeah,
1: that's that's crazy. That's hopefully hopefully they can get there, and hopefully. Uh, nothing. Nothing. We don't have to talk about anything on the negative side of this on a future podcast. Uh we will definitely, and we will definitely pay attention to this and keep uh keep update on uh, the situation. If, you if we get any news, yeah, yeah, it, it'll we'll definitely crazy. keep. We'll keep things updated on the Twitter page, and there's some great qu- Twitter accounts that will also keep everything updated. Uh, I mean that that is the one thing with social media that uh, you're seeing is people uh taking this tweet and then sharing it out especially something like Mick Foley's account which has a wider reach hopefully that gets to the proper authorities and the proper authorities can intervene
0: and hopefully it uh it gives an excuse for anybody else who is going through a tough time to reach out first you know and inspires them to do that to reach out for help uh before they get to this point um yeah, like i say I, it's funny i said good for daphne i mean i i thought she was talking somebody out of it uh, i read the text wrong that i had gotten yeah that's uh wow yeah that's, that's uh, just tough to go on and do a show after that oh yeah but, that, that, uh, let's finish her out
1: uh just as uh from sean ross sap uh her family has been reached uh and they have her current address she moved in a couple of weeks uh, uh the past couple of weeks Police have been dispatched, so we will we will keep our eyes open, and we will uh, we will we will update the listeners if we hear uh, if we hear anything before the show uh, before the show ends. Uh, getting back, it's kind of hard to get back on track, but we've got four more matches to go. Uh, let's start with the, the 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 women's match. The AW women's title is on the line. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, who uh, a patient that is not a well-known wrestler at all, came in and got his teeth checked, and he's cavity-free. And uh, she'll be defending her title against Chris Statlander. Uh, What do you think of this match? What do you think moving forward for these two?
0: You know, technically, she's improved a lot, but technically, Britt Baker's still pretty green. Um, And She's not in there with a veteran. She's in there with somebody even greener than her. Tremendous athlete is Chris Satlander, but greener than her. Uh, I'm not sure who the agent will be for the match, but, uh, you know, they'll they'll have to... uh, Hopefully they can work together really well and put something together that, uh, you know, ahead of time that uh, that really works and showcases both women. Um, I hope it's... Yeah, I think it'll be a solid match, but one of those, you know, two-and-a-half, three-star matches type deal. Yeah. um, Kind of in that range. Uh, nothing great, but uh, you know, I mean, people love Britt Baker. She's super charismatic.
1: It's it's crazy how well she's done over the last little bit. How much she's grown, and I think I think we're just seeing the 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 emergence of Britt Baker as a talent.
0: The only thing I can say is it's odd. This is the only character so far that that the crowd has really wanted to uh, cheer. That they're continuing to push as a heel. Very WWE of them but i think that's her choice and on the other hand it's also working so why bother changing it
1: yeah i think that's also probably the thought process as well Is you know they're still going to cheer her regardless of what we do we're just going to kind of keep her and it's working the crowd's responding to her so let's not mess around with it too much i I if
0: if they do a proper angle for the eventual baby face turn it'll be big
1: oh yes Once once you get some confirmation of that baby face, I think she's going to do well. And she does well merch-wise. She does well ratings-wise. She's definitely one of the stars for uh, AEW. And you know, she could be in WWE right now as long as they let her still be a dentist. It was something so easy and so simple.
0: (laughs) Ah, crazy.
1: Just just madness. Uh, Next one is uh, the Steel Cage for the AEW Tag Team titles. We've got the Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Bros. I want gold on the Lucha Bros. I want gold around Rey Phoenix's waist. I want gold around Penta's waist. They're not going to win. They're not going to win here. The Young Bucks will still win and retain the titles, but this is going to be an absolute banger of a match. And I think them losing will just further along the Pac and Andrade story.
0: Banger of a match is exactly the term I was going to use for it. Um, that move that Ray Phoenix did tonight, where he was in the corner, jumped on the ropes, kind of did like a 360 in the air, spitting around, and then rolled over and, and uh, flipped. I can't remember who it was he was working with at the time, but the crowd popped so huge because I've never seen anything like that. That guy is so ridiculously good. I, I sometimes wonder if Ray Phoenix is a human being or if this is Spider-Man and we just don't know it. Like, it,
1: it very well could be. It, he's, he's a talent to marvel at. Anytime he's in that ring, I'm like, I'm there. I need to watch whatever he's doing. He is must-see. And eventually, you're going to have to let both these guys go on a single run because I think there's pure money in both of them.
0: Well, and and you know, Penta is definitely uh, super charismatic himself. Also, just uh, charisma—he you know oozes out of that guy, and and uh, there—that makes them such a great team. And I was really happy to see them uh, go over Jungle Boy and uh, and Luchasaurus. Personally, I thought they would. Uh, I know a lot of people were. De- Disappointed because Jungle Boy has a lot of momentum right now with his music and everything, but uh, I felt like it felt like the right move to me. It's going to be the best match, probably be the match of the night. It's yes. Interesting to see how they work in the cage. Uh, but I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. It's uh, yeah I, I think the Bucks will still retain because it doesn't feel like the time to take the belt off them yet. But it's too bad because it is the time to put the belt on the Lucha Bros. So. <laughs> You have kind of these conflicting things going on here, but uh, I'll I'll go with the Bucks. But it was interesting because if this was WWE booking tonight, uh, the Bucks pinned. Uh, was it Penta they pinned or, or Phoenix? It was Phoenix they pinned. But either way, they pinned one of the the Bucks pinned one of the Lucha Bros. So if this is WWE booking, for sure you know the Lucha Bros would go over.
1: And it's uh, I, I definitely think uh, we're gonna see. Uh, Bucks win uh, but I think we were talking about the match of the year for aew. I think this is probably going to be the thing the match I was of the thinking year.
0: about that by the way my match of the year so far actually is Darby Allen versus Miro for aew that so. was
1: really, that was, that was a solid solid match by both guys uh, moving along here uh, I'm I don't I think this will probably be the main event close the show out for obvious reason. But uh, for 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 the sake of what the other match is, we're going to talk about Kenny Omega, Christian Cage, AEW World Title. Probably closes the show out. No, it doesn't. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Even with the with someone coming out and Final Countdown hitting.
0: I don't see Daniel Bryan getting right away an immediate title shot. I think if he shows up, it could be earlier in the night. I'm not sure when. I, I suppose, you know what, you could put it on last if Daniel Bryan's coming out. You're right. Uh, you know, you're right. They could do it. Uh, if, they, if, if they don't have him coming out and they put them on last, the, the crowd will be chanting the whole time for Daniel Bryan it would ruin the match yeah. if they're chanting for him the whole time cuz that's the only way that they they would expect it to be i don't think you put it on last for that reason i think the crowd i think you worry about the crowd turning on the match which would be a shame cuz it should be a hell of a match uh obviously omega's going over but hell of a match
1: oh this is going to be great uh this will be a this will be a solid solid main event Kenny's absolutely retaining here, but they've worked really hard to make you think otherwise. Uh, and good on them; they've worked. Both of them have worked hard. Uh, you know, Kenny. Kenny doesn't have all the belts anymore, but it, I still don't think it takes away from the illusion of Kenny Omega. Uh, he's he's just gone insane. He's now got jet black hair with
0: purple. I and love blue that in.
1: tonight. That look, That was great it, uh, it's just, I'm, I'm really enjoying this, uh, and I do think Kenny retains, uh, and I, I, I'm going to stand by it, I think, I think this closes up, and we hear the final countdown, and I think Chicago goes bananas.
0: Yeah, I just don't think they're going to want people chanting for Daniel Bryan the whole match.
1: Yeah, see, I, I'm very curious to see what happens with that, but I, uh, I don't know if they're going to be hijacking this match. I don't know if this is... With WWE, yeah, you'd get Brian Chance the whole match. You'd know that in WWE. AEW, I think the crowd may be a little bit more... Because AEW's been really respectful towards the audience. I think the audience will kind of, in turn, return that respect. I could be wrong, but I think that they they should be uh, a little more... Respectful
0: hopefully well it's um uh, respectful or not it's it's just instinctive it's just this is what they would want and and Chicago is a pretty rowdy crowd so i I, I you know yeah that's we'll absolutely we'll see what happens uh, it's you know it's a uh you know and there's there's no guarantees that uh, of what's going on last and that's that's interesting actually.
1: It's, it's it's going to be a very interesting time. Hey,
0: all and, I know is the history is for CM Punk is when he was the champion, he always went on second to last. Because Cena went on last, even though he didn't have the belt. <laughs> so now he should do it to somebody else. Uh, yeah. And speaking of which, what could arguably
1: be the main event, uh, Chicago is going to be rowdy. They're going to be hyped up. They're going to be excited. They're excited for both guys. Darby Allen, CM Punk. The last time CM Punk hit a GTS was on Roman Reigns in the Royal Rumble. Really? Fun fact. Yep. And now he hit a GT- he hit GTS on uh, one of the, the 2.0 guys, right, yeah. tonight? Uh, man, was it – so can you imagine being the 2.0 guys – Getting in NXT, just kind of getting the ball rolling, then getting canned, then fast forward to where now you're working with Sting and CM Punk.
0: Yeah, crazy, right?
1: And you look at the projection, uh, the trajectory of that uh, Daniel Garcia. He's going to be working Suzuki on an indie show. He's going to be working Jay White on a New Japan of America show. Uh, I believe he's uh, working uh, Eddie Edwards. I think it's Eddie Edwards. Uh, he's he's got a whole list of guys he's working.
0: Yeah, like it's a really what a good signing. I mean, there's there's things that he's still got to improve in his game, but as a as a wrestler, he's he's just really solid. And the thing is, he's just going to get.
1: And if uh, when Brian Danielson does show up, that's a guy that he can learn from.
0: Yeah, I predict we'll see. I don't know if it'll be this dynamite or the following dynamite. Sting, Punk, and Darby versus 2.0 and uh, Garcia in a six-man.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, but shifting back to the main event, uh, or what could be the main event, uh, you can buy ice cream bars in Chicago. They're really having fun with this. Uh, <laughs> do you think? going to make a inst- little money back. Oh God! They,
0: I heard it cost them like seventy-five thousand or something like that. Holy crap! yeah wow, yeah oh, yeah and this costs about seventy five thousand dollars for him to do that stunt out of his own pocket.
1: well, he's making tons of money now, so he's fine,
0: well, he has for a long time, but still, still, that's still a lot of money,
1: oh yeah, uh, but uh, punk, can he still go? That's gonna be the question and
0: who wins this is he match? Forty or forty-two? I've heard both numbers.
1: Let us look at what at the age of one Phil Brooks
0: is. What the age of Phil Brooks is? I I do think that forty-two. Um, forty-two. While the crowd will doesn't hate Darby, and uh, I think they will boo him, and I feel it'll be like ninety-seven percent punk or more. You know, it, it's just it's punk in Chicago. Uh, huh. Elsewhere, Darby would probably get, uh, you know, 20 to 30 percent of the crowd, I think. But uh, here, you know, I mean, after the match is over, they won't be booing him. They'll give him respect. But during the match, the crowd will probably turn on him uh, and boo him just because, because it's Punk. Uh,
1: it's, man, I'm really glad Punk's last, uh, Punk's moment in the ring, his last moment won't be getting chokeslammed by Kane through the announcer's table.
0: Is that his last moment in WWE? Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah, thank God he's coming back. And thank God it, it's not the image of him getting, you know, smoked in the UFC is not an image either. We we have to worry about it anymore. I think he can still go. He looks like he's in great shape. He's super disciplined. He was never the most athletic guy anyway, so that's not, you know, part of his game. Uh but he's a smart, smart worker. I expect a uh, a really good match. You know, it could be... Ma- it, it it has a chance to be match of the night as well. I mean, these last... All three of these final three matches could be match of the night. I mean, obviously, Bucks and Lucha Bro- Brothers is, the, uh, is probably the favorite, but this could be. I mean, Darby's great. Dar- Darby's, you know, we're going to see him throw caution to the wind. Uh, even more pro- so probably than usual. Um, yeah, it, it's just going to be... It's going to be a moment we'll talk about for a long, long time.
1: Yeah. Uh, do we see? Do you see any angle or storyline, or is this just going to be a straight match, finish to the match, and then we move forward?
0: I think that you'll see just a straight match uh, until the. What I would do, and this is what they should do, especially if he's closing the show, and, and Daniel Bryan's come out earlier. I just have whoever the next opponent is come out on the ramp while he's celebrating cult of Personality is playing. Just give that tease. I don't know who it would be. I don't know if it'd be Malachi Black or MJF or oh. <laughs> but, I mean MJF would be or Black would be either one of those, you know, just have them come out and stare him down. And then, you know, that's going to be Punk's next guy. Uh, I-, I do that, but uh oh. Yeah. That's How I close it, but um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just go off the air. Ah, no, they'll probably give us something, they'll probably give us some sort of angle. Uh, so they'll definitely send us off the air happy, yeah. But but yeah, I think there'll be some sort of angle. Uh, and you get
1: you have punk going over, Darby.
0: Yeah, I, I have punk. But here's the thing if it was anywhere but Chicago, I would have Darby go over. Anywhere but Chicago, because uh, I would want the storyline. And unfortunately, they already ruined this with Christian Cage. But I would want the storyline to be: if you're gone for seven years, you can't step back into our quality of competition and win right away again. You got to work your way back in there. And that's the way they do it in Japan. If a guy's gone for a long time, when he comes back to his his, his comeback match, he's probably going to lose it. He's probably going to lose his first, you know, two or three or four matches. And because he has to work his way back into getting to that level that these guys are at. and I would do that with punk because I think you could get away with that, especially um with Darby Allen being so popular if it was any place other than Chicago in Chicago, you could do it and have hard Darby Allen you know leave and shake his hand or whatever and then help try and do the respect thing with punk, you know that that stay in the ring. he gave it his best. We still love him. You know, but it, that feels too much like a send-off, so I don't think you do that. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would have Darby win anywhere else, though. I mean, and yeah, if they hadn't, if but with Christy Cage coming in after seven-year layoff and beating everybody, that storyline's kind of mute anyways.
1: Yeah, I I think I would go, I I think Punk getting the win, I'm okay with. Uh, I don't think Darby's going to get hurt by it. Uh, I do think Darby will eventually get a win back uh, off of Punk. Uh but I think right now, Punk gets a win. It's really kind of like a that that tail end of the honeymoon phase.
0: Yeah, Punk can and will get a whole bunch of uh, put a whole bunch of people over. I'm sure of that during his run.
1: Oh, he's absolutely going to put a ton of people over, uh, and, he's, and it won't, he's he won't lose anything. No, no. I, I think just the fact that Punk's back. I think even it, in even in a couple of years, like a year from now, I think just the fact that Punk's back wrestling is going to be enough for most people. Because I was convinced it was never happening, so for it to happen now is just crazy. So I'm excited, and it's it's surreal to me that we're talking about CM Punk's first match since the Royal Rumble of 2014.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy uh, overall. Uh, I
1: think the show is a very solid card. I think this is one of the more solid cards that AEW has delivered. Uh, I am I'm excited. I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to see what uh what the company brings. Uh, I think this this company uh has been doing very well, and I'm just ready. I'm I'm ready to see, to enjoy this ride. It's been a lot of fun and. Hopefully they can keep the, the ball rolling and keep turning out a good product, regardless of who they bring in and who they don't bring in.
0: I think, uh, I mean, I'll say they're doing better than all right. They're doing great. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's not their best. It's not their best card they put on, uh, you know, because they've had a couple pay-per-views that were just so solid t- uh, top to bottom, but it's, a, it's still a really good card. I'm expecting to give it an eight or eight point five out of ten um, that's my expectations going into it and i i am sure they'll live up to it. My question for you now, I think that we should go off the air with our buys prediction. what's the buy rate here you're, you're thinking they're gonna do
1: uh, oh this is I'm always terrible with these numbers uh i I think they'll do half a million buys is that too much have i overshot myself
0: i you know i don't know that you can say that you've overshot yourself i mean obviously not all 1.17 million viewers are going to uh buy an individual you know show or whatever um but i but for instance you're having people over that that normally don't watch aew aren't you
1: uh no, nope. everyone there that watches oh, it okay. fairly religiously.
0: Fairly religiously. Um I, it does seem high to me, but I I think 300 to 350,000. Their record is close to 200,000. So uh, I you know what? I'm, anyth- I'm anything's possible though. Anything
1: I'm going to join you in those numbers. I was just throwing a number out there. It's like, I don't know fully. Uh I'll join you in those numbers. I'd like to I I'd love to see them hit those numbers that you uh, you predicted because I think that just shows growth, that just shows interest, that just shows anyone and everyone that you know this is a product that is growing and it's something to invest in and to and really it's
0: hilarious hilarious to see that number when you think about the fact that both WWE and especially TNA were, have said for a long time well. Our numbers aren't that great on the pay-per-views or the number the pay-per-view buys. It's a dying business. People like, don't expect to pay for wrestling and all anymore. And uh, I think you might be proven wrong.
1: Yeah. Again. And uh, an interesting but tidbit.
0: 350000 but he doesn't know how to book.
1: <laughs> uh, interesting tidbit that I saw. Uh, apparently there is a plan for uh, NHL games eventually to be shown on hbo max and that got me thinking uh do we start seeing at least in the states do we think we start seeing AEW migrate over to uh hbo max in any way shape or form
0: i always made that prediction so i'll stick with it yeah and uh hashtag futurists.
1: oh boy we're gonna have that hashtag going now that's all we need uh, I I love I think it'd be great for them. I think if they can grow with uh, HBO Max, and that's a great bit of content for them to have for HBO Max. That's live content on a streaming service. That'd be incredible to have that as an option on there for for people. Uh, and you can have it basically like the fight version, where it's just runs for the two hours. And I think. That, could, that won't draw in, a, that won't draw in millions and millions of people, but it'll draw in a nice amount of people, especially if it's on HBO Max. It'll
0: give them more exposure.
1: Ab- absolutely. It, it, puts, it basically puts them in uh, potentially every household in America with HBO yeah. Max because you can, any, anyone can get it in a household and it could potentially open up more eyeballs, lead to better ratings, lead to better pay-per-view buys, more merch sold, more money. I think I, the, I, the, future, the future is endless for AEW.
0: Yep. WWE better watch their ass. You know, yep. I just got to say one last thing. It's so funny because we're sitting here going, oh, yeah, CM Punk, he came in. That was great. And we're like, Adam Cole, oh, I want him in so bad. Daniel Bryan, I want him in so bad. Bray Wyatt, I want him in so bad. Do you remember when it was that we used to say that about WWE? Oh, I want AJ Styles in so bad. I want Samoa Joe in so bad. You know, we used to say those type of things about WWE. We wanted to see people there so bad. It's like that would be so cool if they were in the WWE. Now I don't say that about anybody. If somebody was to leave New Japan permanently, like Will Ospreay, I don't go, oh, I hope he goes to WWE. That'd be so cool. I go, I hope he goes to AEW. It's completely switched.
1: Yeah, times have changed. Uh, there was a point where I was like, "Man, I'd love to see the Bucks and Kenny in AEW uh, in uh, in, WWE. in WWE. It'd be so awesome! Oh, the new day—that'd be so amazing!" And now you're like, "I'll just take one AEW, please." Yeah. Uh, but I think that's I think that's where we end our show. Uh, we we'll, we'll figure out when we do a post show for All Out because I'm sure there'll be plenty to still talk about. But thank you, as always, for joining. Uh, it is a delight to talk to talk to you about pro wrestling, and I'm sure that there'll be plenty more pro wrestling to talk about, as long as there's no more Nia and Charlotte segments. Please, for the love of God. You know I, there's going to be. <laughs> I know. I know. <sighs> yeah, that's, I think that's the best response. I think that's the best response. <laughs> uh hopefully uh uh rampage is good hopefully all out is good and uh we will be back to talk more AEW, wwe and new japan the g1 is coming soon we're gonna have to get that set soon because that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting
0: yeah even when they don't have momentum the g1 changes everything every year for new japan
1: that's that's how you get momentum yeah Uh, Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back uh, very soon with more wrestling talk.
0: Goodbye! Mm -hmm. And good night, Ben!